Welcome back to the Broad Oak Piety Podcast. And I guess I should say Happy New Year, because even though we are, what, 19 days into this new year, you and I have not recorded since pre-Christmas. Am I right in that? You are correct. Hmm. And we are live and in studio. That's right. In person. We're not, we are not staring at computer screens. No. In, in front of a live audience. We, There's a laugh track that'll you know, happen at the funny bits. At some which point. Which is what, when the jokes that I tell. Yes, right, ones right. that you tell. Of course. But... We are together, yes, in studio, and glad to be recording again. I wonder if some people thought, "Is that it? Did we just end without?" It's like some of these British detective series that I get caught up in sometimes, and then they just don't they renew canceled. it, and they then get the, canceled. Yeah, there's no ending, yeah. and it's just you know. That's how we're going to end one day. Hmm. In would, the very near future, would Tolkien end literature like that? Well, he kind of did. Because I bring up it's, Tolkien and see... I mean, it the, shows how little that you know about him. I mean, he, he was trying to put the Cimmerillion together and he died uh, and his son... Had well, I wasn't talking about death. Up, so. <laughs> I just mean, you know, there's just... But that can happen. There's no, well, that can happen, mm-hmm. yes. So. But I bring that up because I'm looking at a list of ideas that you put together for 2024. And Tolkien, a list that you didn't respond to until now. Tolkien is everywhere on your list. He's, he, sh- he pops up in a few places. You want to talk about him. You want to write about him. You want to interview people about him. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's concerning, really. We're going to have an interview with someone who wrote about him. Huh. Hmm. Spoiler good, alert. Good spoiler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about something that, well, not Tolkien, but you hmm. wrote recently for our website slash blog slash whatever it is. Yes, that's a good way. The to web it. presence that goes along with our <laughs> podcast. How about that? Some of you are like, there's a web presence. Well, that means one of us writes something every year. Oh. Um, well, you you wrote what I will call an excellent article. Oh, well, thank and you. I, that's kind I, of And you. I mean that. I mean that. I, I don't necessarily want to go through the whole article. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe I could ask you a question about it or two. Okay. Um, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the topic had to do particularly or specifically with men and despair. Mm-hmm. And you gave, I think it was 10, yeah. 10, 10 different things that you've noticed yeah. about men. Uh, and maybe they're not all true, but perhaps some are true. Many are true of men that you've kind of seen over the years uh, in ministry and counseling, whatever it is, who are wrestling with despair. Is that an accurate way to yeah, set absolutely. it up? Yeah, yeah. The, it it's, uh, comes from a place of... Uh, as you know, pastoring, counseling over a long period of time, just common characteristics yeah. that I've noticed. Yeah. The the article is entitled Men in Despair, 10 Common Characteristics of the Despairing Man, and you posted that uh, January uh, 15 of this year. Um, there are a couple of points that I think are I mean, they're, they're all good, but there are a couple of points that I thought were particularly well done. But maybe just take a step back. You mentioned where you got this from. What caused you to kind of put that out there other than, well, I have this information and we haven't put anything on our on our website in a while. That was the main reason why I wrote the article. I'm just kidding. The um, So it really is the, I mean, the longer that I've counseled, the the more I've realized a lot of the struggles, while there, there are particular things, unique circumstances that different individuals may face in their lives. Like, there are a lot of commonalities uh, as it relates to people that end up mm-hmm. in front of me in a pastoral counseling sort of situation. And uh, 
And if that's true just in the the circles that you and I run in, I think it's true to a larger picture. So these in some ways are even general. You know, I, I'm, I try to get specific about some of the struggles, yeah. but in a lot of ways I think they ring true because they're just not unique. And so I, I thought that it could be helpful. Uh, and again, men aren't the only ones that struggle with despair. I've Correct. just seen that over the last seven, eight, nine years really accelerate for people. And maybe even the last four or five, you know, four or five yeah. years really begin to accelerate, particularly for men. And so um, I I just don't think the struggles and the things that people say to me are unique to them. Yeah. And a lot of times those men may feel isolated. They may feel like they're the only ones that... Uh, mm-hmm. are wrestling in the way that they're wrestling. Yeah. Um, and when you begin to think that, you kind of take on a defeatist sort of, po- like, I'm never going to get out of this. There's yeah. no way out. And so I wanted to put something out there to say, this isn't unique to you. This isn't unique to you. There is a way out. Yeah. Um, and let, let me ask this, and I'm going to give you a second to think about okay. it while I read something. Um you know, it's, it's a new year. You are getting older. It might take you longer to kind of formulate your thoughts. Um, oh, hmm. the what? What do you mean when you use the word despair? So, what's what's your working definition? And, and and while you're thinking about that, you know, for instance, the first thing that you note is, uh, and I'll just read a couple okay. uh, sentences. You say a despairing man often has a strong sense of injustice in the world. And I like what you do here because you say this, many men who struggle with despair look at what is going on in our society and mourn it. They rightfully observe that our nation is headed in the wrong direction and has been for some time. They see all types of evil indulged in and celebrated and force-fed to the public at national level. They see the harm inflicted upon fellow image bearers and they perceive that there is a lack of accountability. And then you you go on to say, these men stay up to date with every injustice. And then you give a couple of... uh, Uh, examples. But then you say this, however, at the same time, they give little consideration to cosmic justice, or perhaps that feels too distant or intangible to them. They want some version of justice now, and they forget that God does not bow to their timetable or to their type of injustice. Because of this, they grow frustrated, bitter, and angry, and their overindulgence in the woes of society means they feast little on Christ. I think that's well-written, but I think it's also very, very true. And you have several of those where, you know, you read these themes and you're like, well, what does injustice have to do or perceived injustice have to do with despair? But I think you take us on a journey where you point out what's going on because for some people, they have a limited view of justice or injustice. And it's what is lacking that I think is actually leading to the despair you're talking about, right? But what do you you mean when you say despair? Well, I, I... I distinguish it from, I don't necessarily distinguish it in the article, but at least in my head, I'm, I'm distinguishing it from people that may be um, inclined toward like a melancholic disposition, you know, like people that are wrestling perhaps with depression mm. or maybe they go through seasons of discouragement. And yeah. so, so despair, I kind of throw in a category of like, we're responsible to repent of despair as Christians. Like we can't, we can't, um, settle into despair, and in despair, uh, meaning uh, living your life as if there's no hope. Mm, like there's okay. no, there's no hope. There's no God who is over all things. There's no, um, there's no resurrection uh, that yeah. we can look to and see that um, uh, that our enemies have been conquered and will one day definitively be conquered. Yeah, and so, so it's lit, and. And I say that knowing that 
you know, and I'm writing to Christian men in this article, um, but uh, Christian men will give an assent to those facts. Of mm-hmm. course I know that there's a God. Of course I know that Jesus rose from the dead. Of course I know that Christians have hope. Uh, but it stays out in the ether. It, it, it really doesn't have any bearing on their anxieties. It doesn't have any bearing on their uh, anger and their bitterness and just the comings and goings of their lives. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a tremendous disconnect between what they claim they know and how they live day in and day out. Yeah. And so the person that's that sees, again, rightly sees the injustices, which I've found um, men that fall into that category, they have a strong sense of what's right and what's wrong. And so it's not even disagreeing with, with uh, a lot of the assessment that a man like that may have, but he gives very little um, consideration um, to God as the cosmic judge, to God as uh, the one who uh, by no means will clear the guilty, and and uh, and allowing that in a lot of ways to help navigate the wickedness that he sees, that he thinks is, um, or he behaves in such a way as if the wickedness is going to overcome the goodness and the power uh, of God. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And actually, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but you know, you're, the first one has to do with strong sense of injustice in the world. You move then uh, very connectedly, in my opinion, to the next one where you say, a despairing man has little self-control over his appetites. Mm-hmm. And you write this, these men who rightfully mourn the sins of society oftentimes tolerate sins in their own lives, even though their sin makes them miserable. Yeah. And you, you go on to talk about self-control and a lack mm-hmm. of self-control. And I know we've all seen that, where there are examples, maybe we've seen it in our own lives, maybe we've seen it in the lives of others or both, people who are very passionate about outward justice issues yeah. and controlling those things. Rightly, there's there's a seeming zeal for the things mm-hmm. of God, but internally their lives are currently a mess, but it's almost like they're blind to it. Or it's okay not to be self-controlled because I have a zeal for other kinds of things. That's right. right? Yeah. I, want, I want abortion to end, which we do. Yeah. Uh, I want, uh, you know, uh, euthanasia to not be a thing. I mean, right, all these kinds of yeah. topics. Yeah. Uh, I want people to know that there are two genders. Yeah. But inwardly, they're wrestling with a lack of self-control, yeah. uh, overt sins, you know, pornography, whatever it is, or just kind of more nuanced kinds of, you know, lack of self-control. Yeah. And there's a disconnect, it mm-hmm. seems. And yep. I think you're right to, to say that a fruit of that can be kind of despair. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's C.S. Lewis that said this. Um, and, of course and, you would quote one of Tolkien's best friends. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't, I, you you know, can't go gonna, beyond that. somehow get to Tolkien huh. in the podcast episode, but um, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but I, I think it was Lewis that warned uh, about the individual that mourns societal sins and neglects, you know, for the purpose of neglecting his own responsibilities before God, right? And and sometimes I think we can fall into that pit. We can can be neglectful of the things in our own lives, in our own hearts, the meditations of our hearts that need to be confessed to the Lord, that need to be mortified, that uh, areas we need to make spiritual progress in. We can neglect that uh, in this quest to uh, be prophetic in society, 
and and I'm not trying to pit those against one another. You know, I think that we can do we can do both. We 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 should be prophetic in society. We should be in a way the moral conscience of society and 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 herald a sufficient gospel to an unbelieving society. Um, yet at the same time, we need to. Uh, be uh, dealing with the the gospel of God needs to be brought to bear on yeah. our own person, mm-hmm. and and so so it's it's certainly not an either or, but it's just you know, and I did put those two things one after the other intentionally because what I do often see as it relates to the despairing man is one who sees wickedness in society yet is not um, uh, practicing self government self control yeah. in his own life yeah. Yeah. You, and I won't read all the other topics, but just to list, I mean, you talk about ordinary means of grace, right prayerfulness, the difference between reading the Bible and meditating mm-hmm. on Scripture. Yeah. You also talk about people who are isolated, some who are bitter. You have an interesting discussion of sometimes men who are reactive. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are, again, there are 10 connected but different kinds of themes. And I think that's one of the things that's helpful about this article is it's not as though you're you're defining that every person who man who is has despairing all has all ten of these. Right. Yeah. But that there are nuggets that if we think about, we can you know, kind of look and say, well, is this me? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I think that's helpful. And I think yeah. I mean despair is a temptation again not uncommon to any of us. Right. You know, I, I know that that's been for me. It's a uh, I even put in the article my. Uh, uh, my dad and I were talking just a few days ago about just the circumstances in your life, yeah, how they can either drive you to despair or they drive you to Christ, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's one or the other. And so, um, so the, these certainly can be a potential pitfall, you know, maybe somebody reads it and, um, and they're not presently struggling with despair. Hopefully, it can be a good. Um, hey, here are things to look out for. You know, maybe maybe someone struggling with um, with some of it in seed form. It's not fully blossomed. You know, it's not fully blossomed yeah. yet. Uh, and then you know, there are those that may read it and they are uh, sinking into the abyss, or maybe they've been in the abyss for a while, and so much so they don't truly believe that they can get out of it. And and I want them to you know, know and see that uh, Christ is sufficient to bring them out of their despair. Uh, and as Christians, they have moral, a moral obligation to, to make spiritual progress to come out, come out of the despair. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, it, it, it's, um, you know, I, it's not a, an uncommon struggle. Uh, I, I, as you said, I don't think that every despairing man is wrestling with all ten of the things that I mentioned in there, but I think somewhere in there, there's there's a lot of uh, I think I think those are common pitfalls, common yeah. problems for the despairing man. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, I agree. Um, I I think there are some that will more easily resonate in the mind of the reader if they haven't given much thought to this, like oh, a despairing person is a person who might tend to isolate themselves versus embracing community or good, good friendships. You know, we've even talked before, we've had whole episodes before where we've talked about the importance of relationships, friendships. I think Mm -hmm. we talked about that with Augustine. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was last year perhaps, but then there are others where it's a little more subtle, but it's super clear. Once you read, you know, it's a couple paragraphs per point. So this, this, this will take men 10, 15 minutes tops, I think to read. Um, but some of them like this injustice piece, um, or, 
you know, the self-control piece are really helpful to kind of help guys think, where's my heart in this? Mm-hmm. You know, not just why, why am I feeling this feeling of despair? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I think, I think it's helpful. People can access the article. It's probably uh, one of only a few articles on there. Broad Oak Piety. Dot org. Dot org. You didn't, did you not know that? Well, you, I was going to say broadoakpiety.org, but I didn't want to miss say it. So I thought I'd kind of do that thing where you throw it out so that it looked like we were partnering together. <laughs> but now everyone knows that I was thinking uh, it was org, but is it org? The, uh, yes, I, and we can put it in the uh, show notes as well. Do you know what show notes are? I do know, I do okay. know what show notes are. Um, I was getting ready to say it's funny that you, you know, we have show notes, but we do. Yeah. We do. There, but yeah, so there may be those that are diligent podcast listeners, not necessarily dil- like diligent pod- our podcast listener, but maybe there is the person that listens to lots of podcasts. Do they exist, those kinds of people? I know a few people that can plow through some podcasts. Huh. Um, Interesting. And those who are familiar with the, the pod, who have a steady diet of podcasts, mm. they would look at our show notes compared to other podcast show notes. And um, it, ours are very much inferior to legitimate show notes. But we usually put a little thing in the show. The sh- our show notes usually consist of, uh, in this episode, Joey and Ryan talk again what if in 2024 we say things like, in this episode, Ryan and Joey? Why does it have to be J- Joey and Ryan? I, I just, it was a Freudian slip, I guess. Hmm. That just kind of the way that I think about things I feel like our relationship. I feel like that's... that's hmm. Fascinating. I'm a victim. Hmm. No, but I won't despair. Don't despair. I won't despair. Don't despair over that. Well, hopefully, now that we're back recording again, and we're in a new year... When are we going to record again? There aren't any holidays on the... Maybe next week. Hmm. I mean, we could... Okay. You Do you remember the days when we used to actually have multiple weeks in a row where there was an episode? I, there was. There are some stretches there where we were putting out a, a podcast episode a week. And some of them One even had week. show notes. And that lasted for at least two weeks. Huh. huh. And some of them had show notes, yeah. Well, but we're hoping to be more consistent. We are trying... We heard the, the listener. They... The list, the, the listeners, couple of listeners that want you and I together to do the podcast. Listen, before we close, this is what this is what the listener wants. Yeah. They either want you and I together because or no podcast because of at the all. no 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 you and I together because of the banter, mm. or they want me reading Tolkien by myself. I, listen, I would gladly step out of this thing for the next six months if this, if this is how we can get you to finally read the Lord of the Rings trilogy then let's do it you mean they're actually books well anyway good to be back glad to be with you my friend and Lord yes. willing we'll be back sooner rather than later and we commend the article to you and hope to talk with you again mm-hmm.